Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Shopstall podcast, a podcast for woodworkers and the maker community in general. This is episode number 26. My name is Robin Lewis from RobinLewisMakes.com. I'm joined by Joey Chalk from King Post Timberworks. Hello. And Jordan Crawford from Periodic Furniture Studio. We live stream the recording on YouTube every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time or UTC plus 10. Or you can watch or listen to it later on YouTube, iTunes or SoundCloud. I want to say hello to everyone in the chat. We'll get to your comments towards the end of the show, but feel free to chat amongst yourselves. The idea being that this is also a place for people to meet. Sorry, John, I didn't give you a chance there to say hello. I just kind that's, of ran straight over you. Yeah, I missed one episode and I'm, I'm out of the loop. That's it. <laughs> so for those of you who didn't catch last week, John wasn't here, um, had a bit of a killer migraine, but you're all fit and healthy now? Oh, I'm, I'm healthy. I wouldn't say I'm fit. <laughs> it's good to have you back on the show. All right, so um, no real announcements this week. It's been a pretty quiet week in terms of um, – where the, the podcast has been, which is fine after our trip to Queensland. It was nice to have a quiet one. Um, so what we thought we were going to do today, uh, last week we started the, we officially started the Discord server and over the last seven days, it's been, it's been pretty active. There's been a few people on there talking and what we decided to do is create a section for podcast topic ideas. So if you listen to the show and you, and you want to, you know, put forward an idea or some or a question that you want answered, you can go onto the Discord server and leave it there if you are using it. Obviously, you can still message us in all the other ways, but if you're on the Discord server, there's a section there for that. So what we thought we'd do today is go through a couple of the, the, the questions and comments that have been left and uh, just see where the show goes from there because we've got three of them. And um, I completely them. forgot about it and um, – you were meant to send me some link or some such, but I was definitely keen to actually jump in there. <laughs> so for those, I'm enjoying it. It's quite a fun little thing. Like I, yeah. I'm just hopping on probably one, two to three times a day and just checking it out. Okay, cool. It's been good fun. I like it. So if you are watching this on YouTube, there is a link down below or there will be a link down below to it. Um, just go check it out. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's it's. I mean, it's very much, it's, it's, it's passive chat. And, yeah. if, you know, if you're into that, that's cool. So, um, yeah. I think once a few more people get on and just more talking poo, it'll be great. Yeah, and, and that's it. It's not meant to be, a, it's not meant to be anything um, hardcore or aggressive. It's just, it's just general banter about the workshop. You know, someone was saying on there that they weren't sure if they could talk about certain topics, and, and I just said it's fair game. Uh, I think CNC was the was the. the, the topic and as just said go for it that's fine obviously if we as i said to him if we start talking about you know uh, your favorite pork recipe then maybe we'll rein it in but for the most part it's you know anything's good yeah okay so the first one we had was uh hey, wait stop this what are we stop working on oh, yeah, yeah, what are you working on sorry i've had it i've had it <laughs> guys so i'm all over the place um, you're, you're jumping the gun, man. Yeah. All right. So, of course, before we get on to that, we're going to talk about what we've been working on. So, Joey, what have you been working on this week? <laughs> I feel like saying nothing now. Just cause it <laughs> um, um, I just finished my bench seats. Just put the video up a couple of hours ago. So, it's good to have them done. Um I was a bit surprised. I think that's the first under 10 minute video I've ever made. So that was nice that it only took like 30 seconds to upload. Yeah. Um, good. Yep. Uh, doing, doing with that design, if, yeah. I, if I may ask, Go you've done it. the cross frame and then the like brace on the top is wider yep. than the actual seat. Right. I find it interesting. Like I don't think it's bad, but <laughs> is that... Uh, them well, choice or are you choice? It's uh, it is firstly um, practical in that the the plank width from the existing bench seat is only two hundred and eighty or something wide, right. and it's just not wide enough to have. Well, in my opinion, whenever I've been on like a a bench seat at a camp or whatever, um, and say people would make them like 300 wide and then the legs would be squared down from the from the bench seat 300 wide 
and they're just not stable. Like you yeah, can right. you can tip them over so easily. Mm. So if you were to make, especially in an X frame design, um, generally, like in like if you made X legs for a table, that they're narrower than the tabletop, and yeah, generally yeah. you would do it narrower than the seat, and then you're getting down to like 250 mil width, and it's going to be it's like totally. balancing on a stick. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So um, I thought, well, bugger it, let's just make make the frame bigger and i drew it and i thought well that's interesting and kind of worked out the joinery i was like okay it, it will work um sent the pictures to the client and he said do it so it's like all right cool let's, do it. let's give right. it a crack because that little oh, yeah. bit that sticks out on the on either end yeah kind of re- limits the the length of I it i suppose um, or is that not was that never really a concern on their part i don't think it would be like I don't believe if you wanted to put three people on that, oh, you could probably even squeeze four people, I suppose. Um, but I don't think that that's, you're going to want to have to sit inside those little pieces. I think you, you could quite comfortably straddle it. Um, and I guess and, it's not really a Because your butt's on the plank. Yeah. It's not like you're going to sit on that little 50 by 50 piece, whatever it is. Um, Oh, I so, get what you're saying. Yeah, that's yeah, fair enough. So that would sort of be straight through the center. It's just going to be just between your legs. So I, I really don't see that as being an issue. Uh, the placement of the legs was quite specific because it's those beach seats are going with that extension table I made a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and the legs have got to be in the right place where you can push the bench seat under the table when it when it's in both positions, short and long. Yeah. So it can't bind on the legs either way. So the mm. legs, that's, you've got like a 120 mil sweet spot for where the legs can be. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why, mm. that's why it was. Yeah. And cool. I, I left a, a comment on the video about finishing the top before. Yeah. What? Yeah. what, um, what I, no, man, people don't tell me these things when I'm doing it. Like I would have, <laughs> it would have been way easier <laughs> To finish it before I screwed it on, I just wanted to get them finished because they were annoying me. And uh, well, that's, that's why I wondered it. Yeah, if something had happened that it just caused you, you just had to blitz through it. Well, I, you know, I built the legs wrong for a start, so I spent a whole day doing eight sets of legs. So, <laughs> and you said, and you said, and then they were wrong, and I was waiting for, yeah. but I could fix. Nope, just throw them in the yeah, trash. Yeah. They're still awful. sitting there. I'll probably do something with them. Um, who knows? But uh, anyway, I've been doing a whole bunch of quotes, um, but uh, with a couple of clients holding me up again, I'm still I've still got this walnut shop counter sitting around in the workshop. Uh, the guy is just not emailing me, so I'm, I've since emailed him and said, "Look, I'm going to start charging you uh, just kind of storage fee." Mm. Um, and so now he's come back finally and said, just do it whenever you want. <laughs> so like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a really slow process about just trying to get that thing. I imagine what's happened is he's decided he doesn't have the money for the, <laughs> to finish paying me. So, mm. <laughs> um, he's trying to stall. So that's always fun. Um, yeah, I don't know if you remember, I did a, uh, what they call it, the random door video. It's like a entry set of doors, and it's just like blocks of cedar all over the. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Randomly. Um, so that guy, I priced up a bunch of work for him and didn't come through. But he's just called me, I think, earlier today and wants to go ahead with some other bits and pieces. So hopefully that is going to include a large set of front entry gates to his house. So um, it's a span video. of 4.2 meters. So it's going to be interesting. The old timber or you have like a steel frame manufactured? He wants all timber with just some like aluminum um, kind of posts, I guess you'd call them, just as decoration really. Right. And so we're looking at like um, using 200 by 65 cedar, solid cedar. Need some so, big hinges. Some big hinges. Some yep. big hinges. And um, is it going to be automated gates or? Well, that was the plan originally. And I think he's since 
running out of money quite fast. So yeah. it may <laughs> be that he's going to spend a little more than he wanted to on the actual gate build, but my price would include hanging the gates and then he doesn't have to fork out whatever it might be. I imagine three, four thousand extra to automate something. Yeah. So. Yeah, because when you're spending that type of money on a on a gate, you would think well, automated would be part of the course, and it's it sounds like it's going to weigh a ton, yeah. you know, as well. Not just, not that that's an issue, but just just a trash yeah, yeah, pull the screen, and you'll be right. You can pull it from his car window. What yeah, is I reckon. That's what I reckon. I've got to pay yeah. someone to stand at the the gatehouse. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, so that's pretty much me for the week cool um George? yeah i mean this week i've not been doing a huge amount because i've had the project i was planning on has been delayed um because whatever reason i think like maybe house isn't ready or something not sure so i've just been uh renovating my showroom and knocking out walls and kind of making stuff look pretty while doing as many small jobs as I can so I can still, you know, pay rent and all that. But it's like I was saying before the show that these small jobs and small dollar clients are proving to be the most difficult ones I have. Like I did uh, a job yesterday, which didn't even end up happening, which was a laser cut. Um, you know, on like cappuccinos, you do the dusting of the chocolate. Mm. On the cappuccino. Well, they wanted the. This is for the Toyota dealership. They wanted a Toyota symbol put on the dusting, and yeah. I said, mm. "I can, yeah, do that. No worries. Just I'll download the logo and I'll cut it out." But things don't float in the middle of, you know, nothing. It doesn't just suspend itself. So you'll have to have the logo inverted. So the logo is just white milk, and the rest is chocolate. And I yeah. sent an image of it and I sent a sample image of, you know, what I mean. And I said, this is the only way I can do it. If you're interested, let me know. I'll send the official quote. And he said, yeah, 100% interested. I can come down today and do it. And I said, oh, God, today? Uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll get onto it right away. So I stopped what I was doing. I set up the laser and he came to my workshop and I showed him the prototype I did because I just wanted to make sure it worked so you'd get the hell out of my workshop as fast as possible. <laughs> um, and he was like, oh, no, no, no. We need, we need the logo to be chocolate. So, well, I've explo- I, I explained to you that I can't um, because otherwise so, like, you're going to have all this supporting bars and it's not going to look like a Toyota logo anymore. It's going to look like a bunch of stupid squiggles. Um, they didn't want... Well, did they say something about the, any supporting bars or you, you were just like... I was just telling really him it's the only way I can do it. Um, and then he didn't quite comprehend what I was saying. So I said, look, <laughs> look, come come into my office, look at my computer, I'll show you what I mean. And this is where I trapped myself because I, <laughs> I brought up the design file and I started adding all the support pieces that I would need just so I could show him how stupid it would look. Yeah, and then he's like, "Well, what if we start putting instead of that? What if we do this?" I'm like, no, shit doesn't float. It has to be supported. <laughs> and it was just like back and forth. And he was here for over an hour, I'd say. And then he said, oh. "What if we do?" And I said, "The only other thing I can think of is that we do hundreds of perforated holes, but for the size logo that you want, those holes are going to be too small for the chocolate to fall through, so it's not worth it." And I ended up. This is the first time I've ever told someone to get out. I did it politely, but I said to him, I said, look, this is a $40 part that I've quoted. I am not, like, my overheads here are $320 a day. $40 is F all. Yeah. And if you expect me to put any more work into this than I have, the price is going up. You're and, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. It's just $92 is my first hour rate. And you've been here for an hour and a half and you've mucked me around. And then at the end of that, he's like, yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, can I take the prototype and show my boss? And I said, no, just get the hell out. I'm not doing that. Um, so it was just the biggest pain in the butt. I mean, admittedly, I was only doing like showroom renovations, so he wasn't stopping me from doing a big build, but still, it's annoying. Still, yeah. And then that's one yeah. hell client, and that was just nothing. And the other client, it feels like I'm trying to like chase a job because he has mm. so many questions. It's about a long grain chopping board that hooks over the edge of a countertop. So it's just a L shape, right? Super easy. But it's just everything has to be spelt out to him. 
which is not a bad thing, right? Don't get me wrong. I'm happy to explain things to like a customer when they come through. But this is, I, I spoke to him on the phone, then I sent through the quote for an end grain board and a long grain board and, you know, the two different prices. And I explained to him that if you want to glue this onto the counter, probably would stay away from end grain because it will act like a sponge. And if moisture does soak up under there, it's just going to mm, you know, turn, turn bad real real quick. Um, and then it's been like six days of emailing back and forth explaining what the difference is between long grain and face grain and it's like uh, edge grain and face grain. And so like, it, there is no difference. It's just I glue it up on edge so it's more stable for you. Oh, okay, no worries. What color is it going to be? Attached to my first email is the sample image of what I've quoted, but I can make it out of anything you want just be aware the price might change. Oh, uh, yeah, it, that's not going to work for us because we have Jarrett in our kitchen. I can do Jarrett. That's not an issue. And it's just like back and forth, back and forth. And how thick do you want to make the lip? So, well, I can make that lip as thick as you want or as thin <laughs> as you want. you want the lip to be? Yeah. You've, you've provided a drawing that you want and it says it's 20 mil, so I'll make it 20 mil. If you want it 50 mil, I'll make it 50 mil. If you want it 2 mil, I will make it 2 mil. And it's just going back and forth for this $375 job. And like at this stage, it's just not worth anymore. And I, I said in my email to him today, it's like, look, if you want to come down to the showroom, I'm happy to talk all things chopping boards with you. But just, you know, let me know. Because I'm just it sounds sorry. like I, I probably would have picked up the phone a bit. I don't like usually calling for that kind of thing because I, I like having written records of things that's right it yeah. sounds like vocal probably could have helped the situation by like half the amount of emails perhaps well the thing is i started on the phone with him and he was getting very confused right. so then oh, i went right. he's not like he's not i don't think he's a native english speaker as well which doesn't help yeah. when when yeah. going but like in the emails i could attach um diagrams and pictures, and pictures yeah. to help support it but yeah Either way, I mean, I don't even know if I've got this job either. Like, I might have spent. He hasn't said yes. It's just he's still deciding on which board he wants. Uh, well, it's anyway. definitely probably worth it. With it, um, I'm not doing any more until I see some cash. That's that's basically where I'm at. Is when I say you can come to the showroom and do it, but there's no more sit down and spend any hours on it because it's just, you know, it's not even 500 bucks. It's it's just yeah, yeah it's a bit of a joke, but. You know, it's just been a week of that for me and I won't go on any further about other <laughs> complaints because it's going to take all day. But, yeah, that's, let's say that's me, even though it's <laughs> many more than that. That's funny. <laughs> I just see in the chat, Leah said, never, I assume it's do custom products under $500. Yeah, yeah, I'm learning that very quickly. Maybe that's a good rule. <laughs> Although I guess at the same time, it's that Toyota logo was supposed to have been so short, so you I mean, just get sucked in. That's the thing. Like the laser projects are meant to be just quick. I charge a dollar thirty a minute of laser cut time and a thirty dollar setup fee. So whatever mm -hmm. it is, it's just quick little bit of money, and then mm -hmm. it just turned into this stupid caper as well. So good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> what about you, Robin? So uh, bathrooms finally coming to fruition it feels like i'm on the home stretch the i did the silicon yesterday so the granting's done silicon's done just that's just a job that i, I don't think i'm ever going to get and i remember when i was at my old uh, my old place my neighbor who's a builder of decades said to me don't even waste your time with the silicon i'll call my silicon guy in and he'll take care right. of it you know right. and and i thought this time i was like no 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 i've, I've learned some stuff I'll give it a go. I did one corner with the, the masking tape, you know. I was, I'll oh, give okay. it a go. Did one corner. It worked great. I was like, okay, cool. This is good. This is going well. Did a few bits at one time, and within 10 minutes, the bloody silicon had skinned over. Mm. So I pulled I up the mask. So hot where you are. So. Yeah, but not thinking. Mm. Pulled up the masking tape, and just this, I just had this sheet of thin silicon this is like i'm like half an hour into this and it's just destroyed i had to pull it yeah. all out start I'm, again i like, never mask i will never mask with silicon it's just too much yeah so after that i gave up and what i found worked better was you pump a small bit into the corner soapy finger uh, or i was using a stick 
Oh, yeah. Do it like that, then take a razor blade and then scrape the edges so you can get that nice, okay. you know, crisp line. Yeah. Which worked, it looks great. But the problem is now when I look in my <laughs> in the bathroom, there's just this like sheen of silicon everywhere. Yeah. Because it was white, I couldn't see it at the time. Yeah. So now every time I go up there and I'm and I've got nothing to do, I'll just go around with a bl- blade and just scrap scrape off the oh, so just a Another silicon disaster, but anyway, <laughs> it's all waterproofed, um, so we can we can prop a bath in there now. The plumber is supposed to be coming around tomorrow to hook up the the waste properly, put on all the the fixtures and all of that, mm-hmm. get all the trim, all the windows are where, are in. So basically, we just got to put up a shower curtain, and then it's a functioning bathroom. Like it's, I still don't have, I don't have the vanity and haven't done the toilet yet, but you know. It works as a cleaning area. Showers in. That's the main yeah. thing. That was the that was the end goal. Still got to do doors as well. Anyway, um, while we're talking about this, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on it. A corner shower rail, ninety degree L yeah. bend. Would you? Yeah. Do you think you absolutely have to support <laughs> the, the the middle, the point? Uh, um, the amount uh, of uh, hotel rooms I've been in where it's been ripped down and you can see where they've tried <laughs> to repair it would suggest yes. But I, no I would idea. say um, I would say the answer to your question is probably no, <clears throat> but there's some conditions. Mm. Um, it has to be a well-made bar and you have to be fixing it to something solid. So the flange on the end of uh, the bar needs to be well welded on and the bar itself needs to be fairly stiff. And then yeah. it will essentially cantilever itself, hold itself in place. So it's going it's into the wind. The weight of the water on the shower curtain can actually get, they can get pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's going into the window. It's going to be going into the window trim, which is a hardwood. It's only 20 mil, but it's still, it's a hardwood. So, you know, and obviously you've got more timber behind that. So, it's going to be solid, solid fixing. But as you say, if the, you know, once it's covered in water, it's going to be pretty heavy. But I would say put it up and then if it gets a bit floppy, uh, put a, a stick, Support. you know, put a, some kind of thing we bob up and, to hold it up to the ceiling. So the reason I don't want to go that route is because of the sizing and where the windows are, um, if I'm standing in the shower... I've got a window right next to the bath, so it's about it's about seven fifty from the wall to there, which is about the size of you know the width of a bath. And then on this side, it's about twelve hundred to the window. So technically, you shouldn't be putting in a shower there, but I'm trying to make it work. Yeah. So if I put the support in the middle, that means I need two curtains, and then that second curtain is going to basically sit. If you think about the wall, it's going to be sitting in the middle of the wall on one end. And it's just going to look, ah, oh, it's just going to look so awful. They, they have, I don't know if they make them for like showers and wet areas, but the 90 degree wraparound curtain rods where it has like the rollers inside of the bar. And then you could, yeah, and you could, I don't know if they make them for wet areas. It could be a disaster waiting to happen, but that's, that's an option for. Um, I've looked. I've tried to find them, but I just, I just can't. Yeah. Um, and I can only imagine it's because it's. This is something so, um, so simple. It's yeah. like it's just, only, it's just a shower curtain. So, if only you knew someone who could come up with a plan and, and make it yourself. Like, uh, it would be a, a good idea. I've, I know Matthias Wandel. He's done a. Uh, he does it with bent nails. Yeah, that's right. That's. I was right. trying to remember what he did. Yeah. I'll, uh, it's all timber. Tell you what, I'm doing small paying jobs at the moment. I'll take it on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for you. Why not? It's, I mean, look, Jordan, it's only going to be about an hour's worth of work. Yeah. But yeah, we may need to have about it. 400 emails exchanged before we actually go yeah, forward. It'll take me two we'll months before, before I get to start the deposit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'll probably just give it a crack with the, the, the rail that I can get. And if it doesn't work, well, we'll cross that bridge then. So that's pretty much been it. Um, and the other cool thing, my neighbors, I woke up this morning at about 5.30 with the sound of trucks and flashing lights all outside. My neighbors just had his, it's an old Queenslander, moved onto his block. 
Oh, cool. And they they got here at like, yeah, about half past five. Mm. These two massive, massive trucks. Road cut off on either end. Luckily, we have a nice big road. And they backed these in. Uh, yeah, it was just it's just really interesting to watch. So now my neighbor's yard is gone. It's just two gigantic trucks with two <laughs> halves of a house. Um, tomorrow, they come and lift it. Up, they're going up three meters. Um, lift it and join it, and then on Saturday they pour the the stumps. So it's just it's re- it's super interesting to watch how they do all this. Yeah, I always like every time I go to Queensland, I drive around and see all these houses for sale and wonder how they do it. So you're mm. you're seeing it firsthand. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, and and you, <laughs> I took a look around, and it is it's like someone's just taken a big sword and just gone wah straight, straight through, through it, That's straight it. through. Yeah, just a chainsaw, and they usually cut it in the most awful places to join it back together because they don't care. They just cut through. They just want it to fit on a truck, yeah. Right through the middle of windows, through the middle of doors, just just you name it, they go through it. I wonder if it ends up that much cheaper by the end of it with transport. I don't think it does, especially by the time you have to renovate. It's much more expensive to renovate uh, an old building than to build new. Yeah, exactly. And uh, cyclone upgrade. He oh, got yeah. quoted seventy grand from someone to do all the cyclone upgrades, which wow. he said is almost the price of the house. Yeah, you might as well just build new. Yeah, yeah. I've I've always thought the idea is very romantic, but yeah, just listening to him. And then on the other side, my ne- my other neighbours they are about to start building, and they're building a Queenslander from scratch. So yeah. it's going to be interesting mm. to see. Because um, yeah, I'll I think beat that's them. I mentioned I'll beat them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, very, very interesting, interesting stuff. Okay, so good thing I remembered to do what we're talking, what we're doing this week. We got <laughs> now, we go to the, uh, now we go on to the topic, right? Yeah. All right, so the first one was from, and I thought we'd start off with this because this is something that I know all three of us have fairly strong feelings on. It's from someone called Dion, um, and Dion has said, it's been coupled on, covered on a couple other podcasts, and... I uh, can't remember if you guys have talked about it, but I was curious of your opinions on live edge river tables. Do you like them, hate them, think they're overdone, or have an opinion on them? So, they're overdone. So, George, uh, I was about to say, George, I, you've probably had the most vocal <laughs> opinion out of the two of us. So I'll let you go first. I hate them. I used to like them. Like, you know, the original, but I'm not going to say Greg Klassen was the original, but he's the original as far as I'm concerned. With the glass inserts, I still think they have their place. I mm-hmm. think they're a little bit same same and kind of bored of them now, but I still yeah. appreciate the the craftsmanship that goes into it. But these stupid epoxy things, I used to like them, but they're just being done to death. And I'm I'm sure it's because eco epoxy or whatever it is has sent gallons and gallons out to everyone and said, "Here, make one of these," and then everyone just jumped on the same bandwagon. But yeah. They're, they're done to death. I but had what, slabs waiting to make one for like a year and a half. Yeah. And now, now I'm not going to do it. But what what don't you like about the epoxy? I mean, the, why is the epoxy bad? Um, Surely it's an elegant solution to your your DIY. Yeah, but well, it's so expensive. Yeah. I mean, it's the six, six hundred dollars. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I agree that it's expensive, but it, why? I think Robin, do you say why use epoxy? Like it's like saying when you think about what it is, it's just plastic. I mean, yeah. it's like building a solid oak table and then saying, "Well, I'm just going to put a strip of MDF down the middle, and it's going to look really cool." Yeah. Like, oh no, I'm, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm purely playing devil's advocate here. Oh, yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. But, what what but, is what so is so add about why using epoxy? Why would I fill this awesome piece of wood with plastic for yeah. one? Mm-hmm. Like glass looks like classy at least. It's yeah, got some and, ref- and it won't and it's got some depth and yeah. yeah. Like UV damage with epoxy, it, it doesn't matter what they say, there is no such thing as a UV proof epoxy. Like if that gets any sunlight on it at all, it will go yellow and then go brittle and then crack and it will just look like crap within five years. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with glass it will at least look as good as it did the day you bought it as long as you maintain it i'd be interesting to find out from anyone possibly in the chat or someone who's listening to this let us know what's the lifespan of that 
you know, if you were, if you brace it up with rails, obviously I guess it's going to last forever, but if you were to do something like hairpin legs, surely that yeah. epoxy is I just going to sag over time. I don't, I don't know that the epoxy would sag, but I think, um, so the, the actual keying in of the epoxy into the live edge, I mean, obviously all live edges are different. And if you've got a really gnarly piece with lots of ins and outs, you're going to get some good keying in. But sometimes you get a, a edge of like a gum tree when the bark's off. You've just got a smooth, round surface. Mm. And there's, there's pretty much no keying in happening. It's just the epoxy poured up to it and there's not a heck of a lot. Yeah. You know, because they don't actually, as far as I know, they don't say the stuff is glue, like epoxy glue. They're just saying it's like an epoxy yeah. filler. That's, yeah, that's right. And it's not necessarily actually gluing these things together. It's just filling the void, which is what it's meant to do. Yeah. And so Gareth in the in the chat has just said that the wood whisperer says that they're, they're crap. I didn't realize. I thought he was on. I thought he was pro them. I didn't realize he was against. Well, not against them. I remember them, his yeah. stance. Yeah. No. And I, I know mean, they've just done it in the guild. Which right. Is yeah, but it doesn't. I mean, if people like it, you give them the demand. Like, if someone came to me and said, would you make one of these? I'd say, well, yeah. Get out. <laughs> but, you know, be, be prepared I for a, an unhappy uh, woodworker. Yeah. Sorry, what was that, Joe? I, I, would, I wouldn't make an epoxy one. I would say I'll make a glass one at yeah. best. Mm. I'm not touching epoxy. There, I have got a concept that I want to do which is where I started with this whole concept of making a river table. And I still will probably do it because it incorporates more than just clear resin. Uh, but I don't want to say too much because someone will steal it. Mm. I'm looking at you, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, from, from my perspective, my biggest issue with it is it's an extremely stylized look and those sort of looks date and yes. in a couple of years, it's not, I, I think you're going to get this like a river table fatigue where people are going to hate it. It's not that they're going to, you know, it's like, it's not that they're going to just not particularly like it anymore. They're going to hate it because of, of how it was shoved in everyone's face. So, yeah. What I think yeah. will date more than anything is probably the, the faux river green and putting um, like yeah. flecks of metallic mm. flick and that stuff. That's just going to like, look so 80s gross, <laughs> like overdone in it about one year. It's going to yeah. be terrible. It reminds you of, you remember those those cups that you get with as, as kids, which were filled with the glitter. There was a plastic <laughs> yeah. cup. Oh, and you could turn it upside down. And, and it was filled with glitter yeah. and all the, yeah, that, yeah that's it, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so Dion, in response to your question, I don't think this is a river table podcast uh, by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> Actually, uh, see on Instagram, I think uh, what's his name, um, DW, someone uh, Canadian guy, I forget his name. Uh, he he was big on YouTube. Uh, anyway, he made a mini um, river table fidget spinner. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's amazing cool. actually yeah. talking about that i saw someone did a river a live i don't know if it's a river edge but a river spoon carving mm -hmm. so they've made the spoon and through the center is the is the epoxy river uh, okay kind of cool <laughs> so place your bets what's the next thing that's going to get a river through it <laughs> <laughs> how about cheers yeah i've seen a chair with a river back so I have no, that work. That looks cool. Yeah. I will admit that. But so, so Jeff in the comments has just said epoxy pen blanks can be cool, which I agree because um, I don't know. There's a there's an elegance about a pen. It's not a gigantic strip of, as Joey says, plastic. Yeah. There's some more elegance about it. Well, epoxy has its place, especially in like mm. jewelry and all that sort of stuff. It looks amazing. It's mm. just I don't want Absolutely. it in a, a big table. That's and my coffee just. Kathy in the, work, in the um, uh, chat just brought up something that I was thinking about earlier uh, as well, that the cost of the epoxy, like you were saying, Jordan, outweighs by far the time and cost to just make a wooden tabletop. Totally. And yeah, if, you, if you're going out to specifically make in a river table, then fine. 
but if you if you just happen to have a couple of slabs and want to make a table and go, oh, geez, the only thing I can do is put epoxy down the middle. I mean, that's really not the easy option. The easy option is actually jointing those bits of wood and making mm. a slightly narrower table. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Was, was the original idea to utilize the slab better? I always just assumed that it was only ever for the look. The first time I saw it, I thought it was a really great way of having a live edge table without having the live edge Mm. on the like on the operator's side yeah i thought it was a great idea when i first saw it it's just it's been done to to death and i don't think it's improved with age i think it's it's you know aging faster than it should be someone needs to do like so you go okay i think the glass ones will age much better oh totally Mm. yeah yeah i'm just referring to epoxy only yeah yeah Someone needs to do a test where they can make the widest widest river table. You know, let's let's see how far we can take this. Where it's like a meter of epoxy and then twenty mil strip of wood. Twenty mil strip of wood. Yeah. All right. Enough of this. (laughs) Let's move on. Leroy wanted to know what's the worst thing you've been convinced to build, fix, make by friends or family and immediately regretted it. Now, this was in reference to a, a. a picture or a story that Leroy put up on the discord server about a friend of his who had tried to do some, some hardwood flooring with zero experience and apparently (laughs) destroyed it. Hardwood's in um, inverted commas too, by the way. Oh, is okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, He's called up, uh, this guy's wife has called up Leroy and said, please come fix it. He's being stubborn. He's just ruining it. Please come out and, and, and can you fix it? So, um, yeah, I, I think the one, th- for me, the one thing that comes to mind is I was asked by family to build a post box to sit on top of their wooden fence. And the most frustrating thing about it for me was the cost because they wanted to keep it as as yeah. you know as cheap as possible as family, so you know there wasn't actually money exchanging hands. But they just said, you know, don't spend anything on it. So everything was your cheap, cheap treated pine. It would have been so nice if I could have used some decent hardwoods because my in my mind it was a fairly big uh, post box, and the roof I wanted to do wooden shingles, but right. you couldn't you couldn't do it with. The, the softwoods it just didn't work as well and um yeah it got up to that point in the project and thought ah, you know this could have just been so much more yeah. how about how about you joe what didn't it like fall apart or anything though no no it's still going today but yeah. and this is the problem is it's just up like yeah. it's just it's all bent and stuff and it's just it's gone gray which i guess you can argue is a look but it it yeah. could have looked magnificent if it was done with you know, a nice red gum, like a red roof, mm. strips of that. So I, I struggled a bit to come up with something immediately. Um, I think I've talked before about a job where a client really wanted this kind of TV unit, and I just I just hated the look of it. The whole design was awful. Um, I made it. I hated every second of making it, and it dragged out because I hated making it. Mm. Uh, and But they loved it, as far as I know. Everything about it was terrible, though. The, the finish they wanted was all distressed, and the, the, they had elements from like six different centuries of decoration. Like, <laughs> like it just did not work. Like it was just a terrible thing. But you know, I don't regret it because they like it. So, and I got paid for it. So, I suppose that's not bad. Um, so, but it I got me thinking. I think. I think this is the very first commission piece from somebody who I had no idea who it was. Um, absolutely no relation, no friend of a friend. It was a straight up random person. This guy wanted a display unit for his brand new shop selling mobile phone bits and pieces. And I regretted immediately accepting the job because I had no clue how to make this thing. It was going to be a triangular kind of display case to sit in the corner of a shop glass fronted it had to hold a tv and the glass had to be blue and it had to have uh, hidden locks and hidden hinges and had to be able to get into it because it was a storage unit as well as displaying his stuff on the tv screen 
And I just thought, what have I done? I should not have said I can do this. I should have added another thousand dollars onto the price <laughs> of it. Like, what am I doing? But after working through it, funnily enough, um, I really enjoyed how the the um, problem solving aspect to that job. It was really interesting, just doing deep dives into hardware and, and just finding all these. Um, yeah, different solutions to all the problems that came up. And the job turned out awesome. I ended up painting the glass myself, which is super easy. Just oh. spray the back, just spray paint the back of glass and it looks mint from the other side. Yeah. <laughs> the side you spray looks awful, but the other side looks mint through, through oh, the right. glass. Oh, so it was, I thought you meant it was, he wanted it uh, blue tinted. Well, no, yeah, he wanted it actually, this specific blue, which I had to get custom made and put in cans and then masked off the glass and had it sprayed and um yeah a lot of work for something that was not stupendously nice looking but um mm. yeah a learning curve <laughs> cool um is that me oh yeah yeah it must be you. uh yeah i mean this week has got a few contenders but uh mine <laughs> too has to be a flooring job just like leroy um so it's, it was my oldest and uh, kind of only high school acquaintance to date, a friend of mine, and he's kind of useless as anything, but he gives everything a good cr good crack. He's, you know, he comes from an academic background and likes the idea of doing it himself, but the minute he starts it, he instantly regrets it, and uh, that's where I got called in. Um, <laughs> and it's not me that calls him useless, by the way. He calls himself useless, so it's not me being mean. <laughs> But, uh, you walk in the front door, and that's the first thing you say to him about his flooring yeah. job. This is terrible. You're yeah. useless. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I when he rang me and and told me, if, asked me if I could help, um, and he told me, you know, it's click together flooring and stuff. I thought, no, oh, yeah, it won't be that bad. Which rooms it going in? I was just uh, going through the through the bedroom. So okay, no worries. Square room. Take me a couple of hours. We'll be done. Um, but when I got there, it was all pre. <laughs> used flooring so everything oh, already had yeah. cuts and miters and you know doorway um that is just kind of, like just so picking through the piles of pre-used <laughs> click together flooring was fun but also trying to get it to click back together was quite fun yeah it's they just like they only they do it once usually yeah mm. that's right so it was i mean it was good quality it was like tarkat good quality one so at least it had that going for it um, and then it wasn't just his bedroom; it was all the bedrooms. So one of the one, one of the bedrooms has that corner, you know, the corner cut. So it's like a you know thirty degree wall. So it was oh, yeah. it wasn't actually a square room. So mm. like having to scribe everything and get it there. And his doorways are steel, not wood. So I couldn't just undercut the doorways. I had to scribe and cut the laminate flooring and try and get it to slot in. And it ended up taking like three days. Oh um, my god! And that that yes. was like the big regret because it was just a sh uh, a sham. And I mean, the only thing was I had. Free? Sorry. Did you say that it was a free job? Yeah, yeah, it was a free job because yeah. you know he he helped me out a lot. So I thought oh, I'll come and give him a hand, but yeah, it wasn't great. I mean, at the time, um, I wasn't. I was still working full time in another job, so it was just you know. A love job, not a job job, but still, it was a pretty uh, pretty big undertaking for nothing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's got to be my instant regret <laughs> job. <laughs> All right, next one. From now, the, the, the user handle is mpot. You've told me your name before, but I've completely forgotten. Um, this is the same person that got us onto the idea of the Discord server that spoke to Jordan at the Perth Wood Show. Jordan, do you remember the name? Oh, man. I, I feel so bad because well, as I said. I said it, I said it in Discord. I was like, I'm so sorry I forgot your name for the shout, hoping that he would be like, oh, no worries, man. It's it's Craig. But yeah. All right. I've got this funny feeling it's Martin, but I could be wrong. Uh, anyway. Maybe. Your question was uh, to do with woodworking courses. Um. So this was basically in reference to the woodworking course that I recently did. Um, is this something that you guys would uh, recommend people do? Go for courses, um, you know, the the one-on-one, -on -one or or is it 
is it just as beneficial to, to work this stuff out yourself or read books or, you know, is there a, cause Joey, you've, you've obviously grown up in this industry. So you've always had a, a mentor to go to. Uh, not sort as of. such actually, but no, um, I mean, yeah, I suppose my dad has always been mm. there to help with what I would say, like basic or fundamental skills. Yeah. But when it comes to fine stuff in the workshop, uh, dad, um, it's not really his, his domain. Like he's, yeah. he's a, a bit more rough with the type of work he does. And so, Circular yeah, kind of so a lot, a lot of the workshop stuff I taught myself. Um, yeah, I guess that my opinion comes down to what you expect. Like, what did you expect? And when you went to your class, and do you feel like I know we talked about it a bit last mm -hmm. week? Do you is was there a sense of I I got ripped off because I didn't actually learn anything? I had fun, but mm -hmm. it's but do you want to go somewhere to have fun or do you want to go somewhere to learn? Uh, because I struggle with that with my own classes, which I've dialed back quite a bit because I've found most people just wanted to come and walk away with a project like what you mm. did. And that company has obviously dialed that in and said, this is all people want. We, they can just leave with the thing and I'll do yeah. all the work. Um, I would rather teach people knowledge and mm but they don't walk away with anything. So it's much harder to sell it. Yeah. Uh, my, one of my main goals, and I, and I said this in the video was to go and meet the owner. Right. So, so 50% of my reason for being there, the money that I spent was worth it just in that I could have a conversation with Joel. The other half of it, as someone who's never been classically taught or never been trained by someone who has a carpentry background or something, I wanted to hear what someone who was a professional, the, the methods that they used and the processes that they used. Right. So yeah. even though the, the project was simple, it was just about getting an understanding of what it's like. I mean, Joe, you've, you've obviously got years and years and years of experience. And a lot of the stuff you've learned is you've learned the right way. When we talk about, you know, building a table and that type of thing, I talk very much I like I know what you're talking about, but do I know what you're talking about? Right. Because right. I don't have that experience. And so that was the other part of it was just learning from someone who knows exactly what they're talking about and confirming mm. if I'm on point. Yeah. I think uh, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I, mm, well, how do I say it? I think it's a good idea if the course is structured and, you know, guarantees that you leave with what you want. So if you want to go and you want to just get a box and walk out there with a new jewelry box, then that's pretty good. But um, it's Brian from Sawdust Bureau, right? Brian yeah. is his name? Yeah. Um, like he was saying that he had has interns come through every now and again. And mm. I think that's a much better way if you're serious about learning skills mm. is to approach workshops and designers and makers and, you know, people that are doing awesome Thank work you. and say, hey, uh, you know, I haven't got any formal qualifications, but I'm really interested in learning and I would love to come and intern for a, a month or a couple mm. of weeks or something. And then you get a really good range of different skills you don't leave there with anything other than the skills that you learn. And that, that would be my kind of approach mm. to, I mean, it, it would be unlikely that many people would say, yeah, come a completely untrained, unqualified <laughs> person, come into my workshop where you can literally cut every limb off your body. Yeah. But it's <laughs> worth a shot because, you know, someone might see that the passion is better to have someone that's passionate than it is someone that just wants, you know, 30 bucks an hour. So mm. that, that would be like yeah. my approach to learning rather than, doing a course as such. Yeah, I um, an, an analogy that I can think of that really is probably makes sense to me um, <laughs> uh, is uh, from a martial arts point of view because I have a pretty extensive background in that and um, you can get quite, um, quite a lot of tunnel vision if you just train under one mm. person yeah. teaching you their set of what it is and it's actually recommended most 
martial arts teachers will recommend that you actually kind of branch out a bit, not necessarily leave a club or anything, but go do a, a month here, uh, go to another club, travel, um, try try learning the same thing from someone else and seeing just the way they teach you that same thing, even though you know it inside and out. You're, and it's true, you definitely learn something different mm. just from the way someone else teaches or their slightly different point of view on something. And you get a much more rounded um, set of skills and knowledge than just sticking to like one yeah. one method. So yeah. I would, my opinion on say woodwork classes would be take any and all of them if you happen, if they're near you or available um, just open-minded. You don't need, you don't have to agree with everything that's happening, mm-hmm. but if you're wise enough to kind of stand back and um, yeah, just take in what's happening and then think about it later on. Don't judge it on the spot. Yeah, no, that's that's a, that's yeah. a pretty that's a pretty good way to put it. Um, I'll just, I, you go, John. I was just going to add one thing onto. That which is along the same lines as what you're saying, Joey. But um, the other part of the question was, or would you, what was it? Would you learn by doing it yourself or something, right? Mm-hmm. That was the other part of the thing. I mean, that's a fine way of doing it. But having someone that knows what they're doing watch you and they can see what you're doing wrong. They're like saying that if you're learning your basic handsaw kind of skills and they see that your elbow isn't running parallel to your body, like you don't know that, but they can they can see that. So mm. having someone that knows what they're doing and watching you try these skills will help in a long way in getting you there faster. So in that yeah. regard, they're, they're pretty good um, things to do as well for technique. Gareth has just mentioned that he was doing a, a TAFE course for welding and gave up because there was no one-on-one time. And yeah, if you didn't have the one-on-one time, like you, what you were just saying, George, total waste of time. You've mm. got to be able to, be picking that guy's brain. What I talked about last week was the type of glue that I've been using on my joinery and why I'm always getting a seam. Like that was so, I I can't even describe how happy that made me. That was worth, you know, the the course that I did was $150, right? For for half a day. That comment in itself worth 150 bucks in my opinion. Did he suggest an alternative glue, or did you just tell you that oh, your glue yeah. was wrong? Yeah, they no, did? no. So we were using in the in the course we were using um, tight bond, the original, right. which is your yellow glue. Yeah. Yellow glues have the resins; they dry harder. Right. Okay. You can get them smoother. I, so, yeah. I do remember that now. Sorry. And and that's you would never you know that's that's something that you might never pick up. So there were a couple of things as well. Um, I can't remember what they all were, but. That's the type of reason. Well, that's the reason. The other reason you go there, making a box is simple. But those tips and tricks, totally. only the professionals know that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, well, that's all the time we got for um, tonight. I know there's a couple of other questions bombing in the chat. Uh, come back next week if if you're if you can and leave them. Um, yeah. As I say tonight, unfortunately, we've just run a bit short on time. We'll leave them on our Discord um, chat if you join that. Yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah. email us or Facebook us and, and leave them, yeah, so we can sort of plan them into the show. Um, yeah, that'll work too. Yeah. Cool. So before I forget, what's, <laughs> what's everyone watching? <laughs> uh, Joey, how about you go first? Uh, Neil, you're still around? Watching Neil from Pask Makes. He just released a, what's that thing called? Doris? The rest of us, is that what it is? That's it. So Neil was given the the torch, so to speak, which was the the rest of ice pick. He did Mm. some cool stuff with it. Um, Mm, It was really cool. That's a really cool video, actually. And so, yeah, go watch that. What's what's even cooler is that we got to uh, hold on to that while we were visiting him. Yes, I touched it with my hands. Yeah, I feel a connection (laughs) to that video. (laughs) Yeah. I saw the prototypes. Yeah. I better be in the credits there, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was quite interesting to see it um, actually coming together after standing in, in Neil's workshop. And at the time, Neil wasn't really sure where he was going to go with it. So I think it turned out pretty good. Yeah, I think it looked great. Um, me, what was – oh, God, who was I? Colin, 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 Perth. 
Furs, that's the name, is he's just, I mean, I'm sure you've probably heard of him. He's got like 5 million subscribers. I don't know how I didn't know of him for so long, but he's just literally crazy inventor is the only way I can explain. I've been watching his videos for the whole week. Like he made magnetic boots (laughs) so he could walk on the ceiling and it's just like the funniest thing watching him fall on his head. Um, But the video I've submitted is his Christmas dinner centrifuge turkey cooker where he like injects a turkey with high pressure water and spins it around at high speed and it's it's kind of funny and like you know he gets cool things on he did that um video and then his follow-up was actually with jamie oliver the yeah the real jamie oliver which is i love it so yeah go check him out i i i watched those videos and then i just kept clicking his videos the next one it's ridiculous. The next one was actually um, Jamie Oliver had him on his YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. I saw and that. The, and, and, uh, and then, oh, uh, seriously, I've watched probably 10 of his videos today. So Yeah, yeah, it's easy to do. So do be prepared to uh, lose the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. that's the, the bunker that he made in his backyard, that, yeah. that's been my favorite series. That was so cool. He is, he is the perfect example of um, – content over uh we've talked about this in the past as as youtubers do you release more often or do you improve your content mm. perfect example because he's actually his um his, his skill it's amazing like yeah, you look at all his welds he's just a plumber like that's his only qualification and yeah. everything else is self-taught it's insane and he's he's such a skilled craftsman yeah i i can't get enough of it yeah he's he's very cool and i just dig watching him he's like he always has a lot of fun and high energy like you know you leave a video feeling good which is always nice so for me this week it was the new modern builds video it uh, mike made a bed and it was a pretty simple video but the reason i liked it was i've i've wanted to tackle a bed for so long and while there's a lot of videos out there there are it does seem like there's a a fair you know, there's a few moving parts that you don't really want to mess up. You want, you want to make sure you get it right. And it, because of that, I've, I've always sort of steered clear of it a bit because it, I felt, I've always felt like it's just a little bit too big for me to tackle. You know, it's just, it's all big pieces, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, he's done this video, the, the simplest bed I think anyone's ever made on YouTube. It looks great, <laughs> but it's so simple what he's done. And it's really made me look at it and go, wow. You know, you need to pull up your socks, Rob, because it's it's really not that hard. And yeah, he, he just made it look really easy. So if you are trying to get some inspiration or if you, you know, you want to learn how to do it, build a bed, um, yeah, sure. check it out from One Builds. It's yeah, I must say, uh, I must say the first time I, I got a bed commission, I was pretty daunted. Like, how, how am I going to tackle this? And I'm probably, I don't know, it must be somewhere up to about 20 beds I've made now. And now I just have a, I've got a system, I've got a rhythm, I know how it works. And I actually quite like bed jobs because they're so quick. Yeah, I wish I think to a bed. I wish I got more. Like, I've done nothing. It's just four bits of wood and some legs. They're easy. easy. They're quick as well. Like, that's the other thing is people perceive it as high value. But in reality, it's way faster to build than you'd think it would be. So you can. You know, you don't overcharge, but you can leave there feeling happy with a good profit. And and the hardware too, because you obviously your your side yeah. panels come off. Is the hardware quite technical? Depends no, on which, which ones, but yeah. most of them don't even need mortises now. The stuff I I get cost me fifteen dollars for the whole set for the four corners. And, and how how does it? Is it like a plate? It's it's two plates that meet in a the corner. They just screw on, and that's it. Yeah. Right. You can get really complicated ones where it's all hidden, but nine times out of ten, these these screw-on face mount ones are more than adequate. Yeah, and that's where I've always that's where I've always clenched up is I look at all the different types of hardware, <laughs> yeah. and you know, then your mind starts to wonder like, oh, what if I did this? What if I did this? Next thing, you're doing sliding dovetails and you're like, ah, it's just too much. <laughs> yeah, you, you overthink it easily. And I'm just going to go to Fantastic Furniture and buy it myself. So, yeah. <laughs> but no, this this video was super cool. Um, cool. Definitely awesome. perspective. 
All right, everyone. Um, so all the, the videos that we've talked about will be in the description if you are watching this on YouTube down below. I want to say another thank you to everyone in the chat for stopping by. And, and if, as I say, if you didn't get your if we didn't get your questions tonight, you'd feel free to shoot it to us during the week and or you know jump on next week. We'd love to have you back. All right, so we'll see you guys again um, same time next Thursday, and uh, have a good week, everyone. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, bye.